You're listening to Jump the Creek, where we offer a nostalgic look at the past, an honest look at the present, and a hopeful look at the future, with your hosts, Ben and Jake Tolson. Good morning, Jake. Hello, Benjamin. How are you today? I'm well. I'm sorry I called you Benjamin. I know you don't like that. I I can't believe you did. We just talked about this in the last episode. I know. How rude. And by the way, if you want to listen to the last episode, you can go to jumpthecreek.com. It is live. Thank you for joining us. And uh, for for today's topic, we kind of we're playing it a little bit loose today, um, but we're still going to try to follow the three main themes: a nostalgic look at the past, an honest look at the present, and a hopeful look at the future. We're going to do our best to stick to that format. And today, because it is the season, and I'm I'm not talking about. Christmas. We're we're not, you know, we're not Walmart over here already putting our Christmas decorations out. Uh Halloween. Halloween, indeed. I you know, I've got stories. I have things that I remember from Halloween past. Um, but when I try to think back to so you and I grew up in central California. We were there from well, I was, you know, I was born there. You and I both were born were born there. I was born in 82. And we were there until about 93, I believe. I grew up there is a loose a loose way to put it. Yeah, well, so I was I was 11. Right. I mean, so that was that was like half of my childhood. I was 11. So I've got I've got pretty good memories of like hanging out with the neighborhood kids and and that kind of thing. Um, before we moved to Colorado, uh, and then about midway through high school, I moved uh, down to Texas, which is, that's a story we're going to have to tell at some point. There there was a point in our childhood um, where I moved away to live with dad, and you were still living with mom, and we had uh, a couple of years apart. That was, that was not a good time. But, yeah. but we're going we're gonna to keep it nostalgic. Um, but thinking back to that time in California, those, you know, first 11 years, I think first eight years for you, maybe, I don't really remember much on the topic of Halloween. Do you remember anything? I know there was a very traumatic thing that happened that I only had, like, partially remember. Mom, having what she had put me in, like, some kind of big purple jacket, and I was the purple people eater. And uh, I had to be pretty young because I know she was carrying me. And I think a like dog, like a Doberman, maybe attacked her and like bit me in the ear. Okay, so I re- I remember that, and I I can't. You know what? Actually, okay, it's coming back to me. This is the fun thing about talking to you, Jake, because you know, like we've said, you have kind of bits and pieces of memories that. I find kind of forgotten or they're just, you know, hidden away somewhere in there. I remember that incident, but I don't remember it in the context of you wearing the purple people eater costume, which is also something I remember, but they may have happened at the same time. But yeah, that was, that was traumatic. And if I'm remembering correctly, I got in trouble for laughing about it. I don't know why I would have laughed about it. That's terrible. Like, People, people die from getting attacked by dogs, especially children. So, and not, you know, not to villainize dogs, 
but it was, it was very traumatic. Like I think it bit you in the leg or something and you had like a puncture in your leg. No, that was a different dog. That was that I remember very well. That was, that's a different story. Wait, so you've been attacked by a dog twice now. You're telling me. Yes. (laughs) Oh my, what, what are the odds? Okay. So maybe I'm remembering a different time. But I definitely remember the purple people eater costume and that you had the purple makeup. And that year I was dressed as a Chinese person. (laughs) There was also, I I know there was a year that you and I dressed up as Native Americans. Yes, I remember that. So folks, this is the 80s and early 90s. Probably mostly the 80s, I think, is, is when this is happening. Like, I would not dress my children up in those types of costumes. Like, one one of them has a ninja costume, but that's different, right? Is it? Is it? Yeah, anyone could be a ninja. That's not cultural appropriation. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, but I, but I think, I think my costume, like, I even had eye makeup on to kind of extend like to change the the shape of my eyes. It was terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that was, that was a different time. And we, uh, we understand things a little bit differently now. So. It's funny to think about like back, back in those times, if there was somebody in Beijing dressing their children up as Americans. I would honestly, I would like to see that. <laughs> I, cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious, like what is, so it, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's a similar thing to the way that I thought about Texas before I actually moved to Texas. And what's funny is we watched, have you seen the mighty ducks? You've seen the mighty ducks. Oh yeah. So the mighty ducks two introduced a new character who was a hockey player from Texas. And of course, this hockey player wore a cowboy hat and he said yeehaw multiple times. And when he would like, you know, dribble the puck and kind of like go back and forth on his skates and stuff, there were, there were like gun and bullet ricochet sound effects. And this is, this was the treatment. (laughs) He was, he was from Austin, Texas. And so like as a kid growing up in California and, you know, for a little bit in Colorado, my impression of Texas, even being from the United States, was, oh, that's where all the cowboys are. Well, and I don't know. Living in Colorado also, there seemed to be a lot of cowboy kind of uh, memorabilia and themes. Yeah, and we lived in rural Colorado, too. And so there were a lot of, um, there, there were a lot of, like, ranches and, and stuff like that. And so kind of the, the culture around that was more like you know, people working on farms and, and raising cattle and that kind of thing. Well, and that we were in, we were by like four corners area. Right. I mean, talking about a lot of Native American themes and a lot of cowboy themes. It was a cool time and place when we lived in Colorado. It was really cool. And I don't know if you remember, remember this, but in, in that part of Colorado and maybe like in other places around the Four Corners area, there were, um, 
there were these outposts like kind of scattered around where you could go and they would have things set up where you could buy arrowheads and like toy bow and arrow and dream catchers, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. I, I, every time I saw outpost when we were driving, I was like, can we stop? Yeah, we needed. So like my kids today, their thing is target. It's like, Oh, Hey, (laughs) Hey babe, I'm going to go to target to pick something up. And they come running from like outside and they're like, you're going to go to target. Can I go to target? But that was, that was these, it, it was like, if I had cash in my pocket and I saw one of these outposts. I was like, "Ah, uh, we got to stop. We got to stop. I got to spend this cash." Yeah. I need to get a rabbit's foot. That's right. Get a rabbit's foot. Need a rabbit's foot, an arrowhead. If they have one of those like 3-in-1 packages where it's like a little plastic holster and a cap gun and a bow and arrow. Yeah. That was that was the dream. So I've got I have a Halloween memory from Colorado. And this was, by this time I was in middle school. I had gotten this makeup kit. It was kind of like a, a horror, Hollywood horror makeup kit. And it had like things that were kind of specific to um, more like horror based makeup. That's the, like they it had, I'm, I'm sure it had fake blood, it had like the caro syrup or whatever that you use for fake blood. I got this kit and I'm almost positive it also came with a cassette tape and on the cassette tape they actually showed you like they they showed you the process uh, of using the makeup to make someone a zombie as you're talking about it i'm remembering yeah and it was like it was really well done like the 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 person who was doing the makeup or whatever like they had it it was kind of this like tape strip this double-sided tape strip and they put what looked like kind of peanuts on the outside to be teeth and they would tape that over the guy's mouth and then they would cover that with like pieces of I don't know what it was but it it made it look like rotted flesh and this guy just like he looked nightmarish just I was like I gotta do that and so I remember you know trying to do that for myself and like I found some peanuts and some tape and it didn't end up working I I kind of failed miserably. I I don't think I had, they show you the tape, but I don't think I had everything that they had in the tape, but I still like, I did my own thing and I was like, that looks, I look pretty good. Like I look scary. I like this. This is good. And, and I went to a Halloween dance. Um, really proud of the job I had done on my makeup. And like, I even, I got some clothes that were old and had like holes in them and stuff. And I like, you know, put, red paint on parts of the clothes and made it look like, like I was, I was some kind of like undead zombie thing. You couldn't put me squarely into a singular category, but I was definitely like horror themed. A lot of the kids had come up to me just throughout the night and they're like, and Ben, you're, you, you look so scary. Like your costume's awesome. And, and I'm like, thanks. Yeah. You know, and other people are wearing like Cinderella costumes or ninjas or transformers or whatever, like just generic. And, and I'm over here and I've done my own thing and I'm like really proud of it. And people are like, they're recognizing, they're recognizing the work. And so it comes time to vote. And this one girl steps up and, and she, uh, she looks at me and she's like, but what are you? You're not anything, you know, basically saying like, 
what is, what is your costume even? And everybody who had complimented me jumped ship and they voted for some other doofus in an Optimus Prime costume. I'm sure he was a nice boy. Okay, yeah, sorry. I, I didn't mean to use the word doofus. <laughs> so I was like, I I put all of this work into making this thing look awesome and and then like this this one girl questions and and the whole thing falls apart and I lose I don't think there was a prize or anything like that but I was I was a little bit upset you know but in retrospect I'm I'm proud of me for not trying to fit into like oh I've got to I've got to do the costume that everybody else is doing and now nowadays with the boys like we just buy them costumes from target and it's you know transformers and marvel superheroes and with with the with the fake muscles and stuff because you know it's it's easy but i would i would love for them to you know anytime they wanted to be like i'm going to make my own costume and see what they come up with this year halloween is going to look a little bit different there's there's not going to be a there's not going to be a middle school halloween dance as as, at least not that i know of and um and i don't know what you're going to do but we we've been kind of back and forth about whether or not we're going to do the trick-or-treating thing i think some people in our neighborhood are going to do it uh but we've we've uh so we we started off we started off thinking like big you know like okay we can't take them trick-or-treating so we want to try to give them an experience that kind of replaces that fun of going out from house to house and you know let's let's just use our imaginations and see what we can come up with and and then that turned into you know what it's okay let's let's scale back a little bit we're gonna instead we're gonna buy a couple of pinatas and just fill them with candy and they can hit those and, and get their candy. And we'll like, we'll make a new Halloween uh, tradition with with the pinatas. And and then it was like, ah, pinatas are expensive. Let's just give them bags of candy. And I think that's where we are. Oh, you live in San Antonio. You should totally embrace the Day of the Dead situation. Yeah, that's... So, okay, this is a whole other conversation, but that's actually something that we are interested in i don't want to you know do the whole cultural appropriation thing like you know we were talking about earlier well appreciation can also be a word yeah i do i do appreciate some elements of the the culture around day of the dead and some of some of the especially the remembrance so that's something that like we'd be interested in looking into and maybe adopting some traditions as a part of our family and the way that we quote unquote celebrate Halloween. It's a cool idea. I think we, we really like it. Just that the whole idea behind it in a way, it feels better than like, um, Oh, all the, all the ghosts and goblins are coming. It feels a little more like, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, if you can incorporate remembrance and family ties and things like that. Man, I, you know what you just did? I think, I think that you have completed 
like I have, I have this kind of working theory toward what I'm calling a super holiday. (laughs) And I've been trying to find, I've been trying to find like a unifying theme and not necessarily like the same theme, but something that can kind of build from Halloween to Thanksgiving to Christmas. And, and so like, you know, Christmas is, I mean, it's gosh, it's a lot of things. There, there are a lot of beautiful things built into Christmas. Um, and then, you know, Thanksgiving obviously is like gratitude and, and giving thanks. Um, but then Halloween, I was like, um, I'm not really sure what to do with that. Like, but, but I feel like remembrance and kind of like being, being faced with your, your own mortality and remembering the people who have gone before, I feel like kind of leads into like really well leads into a feeling of gratitude. Yeah. It's a really good jumping off point to being thankful. And then after you're being thankful to being giving So you've got, you've got it all. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's it. You've completed it's, it is now I'm going to, I'm going to put this thing together. Um, it's, it's a super holiday. We start celebrating. It's, you know, like they, they, they each have their own separate space, but like, I think about them all as, you know, the same holiday season sort of like building on and, and the way that I'm going to do that is I think through traditions and things that we do like in our homes as a family. Man, I I love how powerful tradition is. And I don't know, uh, you know, like one of the things I realized as we started having children and kind of like getting into some rhythms from year to year, finding different things that we liked to do at certain times um, that eventually became traditions. There's something really powerful for the family about traditions and about the way that it kind of connects you to one another. And, and I feel like a lot of that is it's memory building. You know, it's, it's like building these really important moments uh, into their childhood that they'll take with them into adulthood, you know, and like whether or not they incorporate those traditions with their own families, but like, I'm, I'm kind of hoping, you know, they make their own traditions or put their own spin on like traditions that we had, but like some of them, some of my best memories are things that I know we did kind of consistently throughout our childhood. Even if, even if it only happened like, you know, three or four times as opposed to every single year, but you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I mean, you can definitely think back and hold on to certain moments and those moments that you hold on to, um, they're there for a reason and they were, they're there cause they're special. You, you had the sense of happiness and safety and excitement that you really want your kids to have too. And those special moments, you just never know when they're going to happen is the thing. That's one thing I've realized as I've grown thinking back, I'm like, it's very curious to have the memories I have and to think about 
What what was special about this particular thing? That that's what I remember. And I know there's so much I don't remember, <laughs> but the things I do remember, I'm like, okay, that that was something that I'm gonna do again, and I want. I want to be special for Milo and uh, to build on that, like making new traditions is a really cool thing. We should all do that. If you think about generational wealth, that's definitely a topic that's come up quite a bit lately, especially around the topic of race. And I think one of, and, and it's important, it's really important to tangible generational wealth is important. It, like it's something that as as it's built over generations does end up helping people thrive and, and and takes them out of poverty and like it has all of these really positive effects. But you don't want to focus on that um at the expense of other forms of wealth. And I feel like traditions end up becoming a kind of wealth and not not forced traditions like this is something we've always done in our family. And, and if you don't carry it into your, you know, family, you're doing everybody a disservice, like nothing like that. But like the, the, and it's not, I don't know. I want to be careful not to make it seem like you need to, you need to be really intentional and like force this to happen. I think that if you're paying attention and you're trying new things, you end up finding something that becomes a tradition that becomes something that's like, Oh yeah, we have to do this again as a family. And it, and it becomes kind of this anchor point and you add enough of those and it does create this kind of sense of camaraderie and stability. And, and that becomes a form of wealth that our children get to bring into their families and into their future. And, and it's not the tradition itself, but it's the sensibility. It's the, it's the instinct to look for those things that will become anchor points for their families. I think, I think that's where the real value is. Yeah, it's this large space that can be occupied by just a whole bunch of happiness, which it can you could get happiness from a lot of places, but to get it from your family, um, it, it really is the most valuable thing. Yeah. And you know, like Christmas is around the corner. And so like the, we definitely, as a family, we have a lot of traditions built around Christmas. I think that's, that's probably true for a lot of people. Like you have, you have a majority of your traditions are built around major holidays and I, and I think culturally, like that, that's an easier entry point. But then there's, you know, there's some things that we've found as a family that, that have just become like, like I started doing this thing with the boys about three years ago or maybe four years ago here in San Antonio, there's a theater that does a summer movie express and they show kind of older animated movies but like the tickets are $1 and you can go and see a matinee showing. And, and so like for the summer, once a week, we would, we would go and we would like, you know, they had, 
they had two different options and you kind of pick which one you wanted. And so we'd vote. Um, and we were doing that for a while. And then I got a, I got a projector and like a little screen and it's, it was a cheap projector, but I thought, why don't we just do it here at home? Like I can make popcorn. So we've done that now for a few years and we sit down at the beginning of the summer and we're like, we're doing the, you know, Tolson family summer movie express. And this year we themed all the movies from books that have been turned into movies. And we, we like scheduled it out for 12 weeks and oh man, I have requests. You do? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but the second you said that, I was like, have you watched Hatchet? <laughs> yeah, we're going to. No, we, we did not watch that one. It's like, wow, that's cool. That feels like it's our thing that we do now, you know? And it's, it's something that, like, I don't know how much the boys look forward to it, but like, I get super pumped. You know, I'm like, oh, yes, we get to do the Summer Movie Express again. Yeah, I would be excited, too. I've been um, I've been asking for, like, the past two birthdays of mine for a projector. Because I can't spend the money on it myself. But if I get it as a gift, it's fair game. So, yeah, as I love, I love this kind of angle that we've taken on traditions. And I'm, I'm hopeful that as our kids, you know, whether, whether they have families or not, I think even personally um, having the instinct to look for ways to build traditions into your relationships is really good. Like we kind of did that with some friends of ours and that's one of the, you know, to kind of bring it back around. One of the sad things about this year is that because we're not going trick or treating, we don't get to do, the tradition that we've built with some of our good friends who live in the neighborhood of like going trick or treating together as families. Yeah. That's the thing we did. We get all the kids together first and take their pictures and all of their costumes, which we may still do. And then like the kids would run around and, and go trick or treating while the adults like kind of hung back and just chatted and, and, got to spend some time together. Yeah. That's definitely something that we were worried about missing out on, but we have a park nearby the house, um, Fletcher park. And they, they had a Halloween kind of walk around the park. Everything's super spread out. I didn't get to do the whole walk cause I worked that night, but I did, um, get him dressed up in his costume and bring him over there to meet, Megan, Megan is my wife, and um, they they got to go do that, and he had a good time. His costume is a sock monster this year. I saw that. That's it. Was, it was wonderful, <laughs> and that was um before that. Originally, he was going to be pants, just pants, just pants, and we actually found some cool costume ideas. If any of you are looking for a new costume idea, you can dress your kids as pants. Just all you need is pants that are too big and just put them right up around the shoulders where the waistline is <laughs> and they can be pants. But the sock monster costume was homemade 
and it was totally his idea and uh he he loved it yeah that's see that's great that's really great i um man i don't know i don't know if we did our kids a disservice by buying them costumes every year but well um, you just have to kind of do a mandate be like okay this year it is choose your own costume and you you have to make it and we will help you but it is going to be all original homemade yeah i don't know if i want to sign up for helping no i, I <laughs> yeah i think I, I might do that i might be like okay make your own we'll see what you come up with well just get you can um you know make sure they all have a pretty clear idea of what they want and then if you need to go to hobby lobby or michaels or whatever and get some fabric and safely teach them how to safely use some hot glue guns googly eyes whatever i don't know you do all kinds of things yeah totally so i think i think we kind of touched on all three themes um especially especially with like the kind of building traditions into relationships and and that sort of thing. Do you have anything else you'd like to add um, related to kind of your hopes for the future based, based on what we talked about? Yeah. I really hope that um, Milo can feel and remember something special about how we approach the, the holidays. I know that that's a kind of a given, because they happen every year. So of course he's going to be like, Oh yeah, Christmas is great. But to make it uh, personal for us and something that's special that he can bring forward. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that as we do these things from year to year that like we never fall into the trap of feeling like, Oh, we have to do this now because it's a tradition, you know, like I, as much as I want for my boys to have that instinct to look for traditions and ways to build those into their relationships. Like I also want them to carry these special memories with them. And, you know, like in more difficult times, those memories end up becoming kind of a beacon. That's what a lot of, a lot of my memories and the traditions that I remember, like even, um, even the ones that like you look back in retrospect and you can see that there was some amount of dysfunction and things were circumstantially, not really what they, the, the best they could have been or whatever, but like, you still have those feelings. You, you still carry those feelings with you that you had when you were a kid you know, and those feelings, like I, I don't, I don't try to taint those feelings and those memories with what I now understand as an adult. Like I, I get to carry that with me as something that brings warmth and hope. Um, even when I'm going through difficult times. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's a cool part of, the season is having those memories 
and all those experiences as a kid that really brings brings that warmth that you speak of. That's one of the things that I think makes it so great is that you know there's going to be more. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Hey, our next episode is going to be the day before election day. Can you believe it? That's uh, exciting. Is it? No, I'm just kidding. It's gonna be. Uh, we'll find. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> it makes good TV. All right, man. I love you. I love you too.